Have you heard you can listen to your favorite news podcasts ad-free? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or visit amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free and catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. And thanks for joining the Lauren Interviews podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Conlin. Okay, special bonus episode out today because we all know Britney Spears has her book dropping on Tuesday, October 24th, just a few days away. And I've pre ordered two copies. I just can't wait. So I am privy to know all of this crazy stuff that's been revealed about a week before her book comes out is clearly for publicity and it's working. Her book is already a number one bestseller. However, all of that aside, what has been revealed is crazy tragic and just beyond sad and hundred percent true. So I've said this from day one, Brittany has been groomed and I guess pimped out by the world and her own family since she was eight or nine years old. You might not agree with that term, but you know, I, I can't think of a better term. You know, she was seen on Star Search, the Mickey Mouse Club, all before the age of 10. She did not have a normal childhood. She was essentially a cash cow. And the way that her life has unfolded as of lately has become troubling for a lot of people. You have her super fans who believe she's not actually free and that she's not running her own Instagram account. I mean, I've even noticed some weird green screen stuff going on in her Instagram post. There have been accusations that she's AI in a lot of them because AI hasn't mastered someone's bottom teeth. And she appears to have no bottom teeth if you look very closely at some of these videos and so on. And Britney's content from a few weeks ago with the knives, I just, I want to address that right now. If you follow her, you'll remember she did a dance holding knives, which she claims were fake. Uh, in my opinion, this was her getting back at the media, media like TMZ, whose fluff documentary back in May of 2023 accused Britney of being obsessed with knives. <laughs> I mean, I feel like she was like, oh yeah, I'm obsessed with knives. Well, check this out. Okay, back to some of what's been released about her book. I'm going to read you, or I'm going to paraphrase, excerpts from Vulture.com and some of Britney's interview from People Magazine, both published in October of 2023. And you can hear what Britney has to say for herself in her own words. However, quick disclaimer, Britney's interview with People Magazine was done solely over email, which has some of her fans thinking that maybe she may have had a little bit of guidance when answering some of these questions. However, as a journalist, I've definitely done interviews over email just for time's sake. So that wasn't super crazy to me. But anyway, I'm going to paraphrase a lot of this, but you can find everything in the episode notes as well. Spears and Timberlake reportedly had their first kiss at a sleepover in their teen years. Eventually, the couple got together for real and officially dated from 1999 to 2002. 
Brittany thought they would last forever. When she realized she was pregnant, the couple chose abortion because Justin wasn't ready to be a father. It was a surprise, but for me, it wasn't a tragedy, Brittany said. I love Justin so much. I always expected us to have a family together one day. This would just be much earlier than I anticipated. Justin wasn't happy about the pregnancy. He said we weren't ready to have our baby in our lives and that we were way too young. Their breakup left Brittany devastated. The heartbreak, combined with the media perception that Brittany was to blame, weighed heavily on the pop star, according to the New York Times. She was, quote-unquote, the harlot who'd broken the heart of America's golden boy, when in fact, Brittany writes in her book, I was comatose in Louisiana, and he was happily running around Hollywood. Brittany confirms that she did kiss Wade Robson during their relationship and says Justin cheated with an unnamed celebrity. The subsequent Diane Sawyer interview post-breakup made her feel even worse. I felt like I had been exploited, the book reads, set up in front of the whole world. Shaving her head was a way to push back against a leering public. Brittany noticed interviewers were comfortable asking her inappropriate questions at a young age. During her Baby One More Time press tour, she couldn't help but notice that she would get asked questions that were totally different from the ones her tour mate, Justin Timberlake, would get. Everyone kept making strange comments about my breasts, she writes, according to the New York Times, wanting to know whether or not I'd had plastic surgery. The combination of public pressure and mounting fame led her to start taking Prozac. The act of shaving her head was in part a way to take back control. I'd been eyeballed so much growing up, I'd been looked up and down, had people telling me what they thought of my body since I was a teenager, she recalls of the infamous moment in 2007 that made everyone, including her own mom, quote-unquote scared of her. Shaving my head and acting out were my ways of pushing back. It was also a symptom of the personal struggles she faced during her divorce from Federline, the custody battle, and then the death of her aunt. I am willing to admit that in the throes of severe postpartum depression, abandonment by my husband, the torture of being separated from my two babies, the death of my adored Aunt Sandra, and the constant drumbeat of pressure from paparazzi, I'd begin to think in some ways like a child. Spears says she never had a drinking problem or was she interested in hard drugs. Her quote-unquote drug of choice was the ADHD medication Adderall, according to an excerpt from the New York Times. The drugs made me high, yes, but what I found far more appealing is that it gave me a few hours of feeling less depressed. Her conservatorship was harrowing. California appointed her father, Jamie Spears, as her conservator in 2008 in the middle of her personal battles. She describes how her relatively unrestricted life became tightly controlled, per the New York Times report. I went from partying a lot to being a total monk, Brittany writes. 
Security guards handed me prepackaged envelopes of meds and watched me take them. They put parental controls on my iPhone. Everything was scrutinized and controlled. Everything. It made me feel like a child robot. I was losing pieces of what made me feel like myself. The conservatorship stripped me of my womanhood, made me into a child. I became more of an entity than a person on stage. I had always felt music in my bones and my blood, and they stole that from me. You guys, I actually almost cried reading that. And this is just parts of her memoir that she's put out there to the public before it comes out on Tuesday, October 24th. And by the way, no PR company is paying me to pitch this or to, you know, speak about this. This is coming from my heart and from being a Britney fan since I was literally 12 years old in seventh grade. I don't think anyone truly has been able to understand what she has been going through. So we can judge all we want, her posts on the internet, her Instagram videos. But I think Perez Hilton said it best at this point. Everything that's going on in the world right now, her videos kind of seem wholesome. I'll be reporting more on this next week when her book comes out. And you better believe it. I will be clearing my day on Tuesday to read that entire book. And yes, I do have an interview for everyone today. (laughs) I have one of my favorite actors and media personalities, Jerry O'Connell. Sorry, that was an incredibly hard switch. Hard right turn to Jerry O'Connell from crying over Britney Spears. But no, we do discuss Britney a bit because obviously there's still a SAG strike going on. I couldn't talk about his past films like Stand By Me, but Jerry is hosting a show called Pictionary on CBS, which has been airing since September, and he'll tell us all about that. But yeah, get ready. We do discuss Britney a bit. So without further ado, here's my special guest for today, Jerry O'Connell. Most weight loss plans are one size fits all not taking into account each person's individual needs. Noom is built for your psychology and your biology, meeting you where you are. Noom Weight uses psychology. That's why they say losing weight starts with your brain. But it also takes into account your unique biological factors, which also affect weight loss success. The program helps you understand the science behind your eating choices and why you have cravings. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com. And check out Noom's first-ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available for pre-order wherever books are sold. And here's your prescription. I know just the pharmacy to get this filled. Who are you? A pharmacy benefit manager. A middleman your insurer uses to decide which medicines you can get, what you pay, and sometimes even which pharmacy you should go to. Why can't I go to a pharmacy in my neighborhood? Because I make more money when you go to a pharmacy I own. (laughs) No one should stand between you and your medicine. Visit phrma.org slash middleman to learn more. Paid for by Pharma. Hey, Jerry. Hi, Lauren. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm super excited to talk to you. I'm a big fan. Oh, thanks. Thank yeah, you so much. You, you've got a great Instagram. You're so funny. I honestly, <laughs> I really enjoy it. I got to say, I'm always looking forward to what you post. Yeah, you know, I have to tell you, Bill, I, um, 
I had to do a thing just because I have teenage kids. I took Instagram off of my phone. No. Um, wow. And, yeah, I did. And then I like I put it back on to post, and then I take it off. I was spending like two hours a day just looking at Instagram. It was. You know, it's so funny. I um, I definitely I feel the same way. I actually I stopped posting my kids because I my kids are younger. You know, they're five and seven, and I felt myself saying Instagram and post this and post that. And then I had my five-year-old going, mommy, post this. And I was like, oh shit, this is really bad because I don't plan as of right now on giving them social media when they want it because I'm terrified and I think everyone's a pedophile. So um, that's my dilemma. So I hear you. I totally hear you. I respect that. Um, um, you know, it's funny having teenage kids. It's like, you just want to like, they spend so much time on social media. You sort of want to like, practice what you preach and I'm really sorry to say this but like social media like it's just like it's not like information it's it's really uh I don't know I just needed like a break from it so. yeah no that that makes so if I take a fun pick I always like put it up there yeah no I get it I know I I totally understand it serves a purpose but you're right at at some point you do feel very free when you don't look at it you feel happier you feel lighter I don't know if you've noticed that but for me I'm just like wow my life is so much better uh yeah you know I mean it's I, I don't I you know what I do like I started like listening to books on tape I I, I swear it really like yeah yeah no I'm just I don't know I'm just trying to like be smart, I guess. Well, you are smart. I mean, clearly you, you clearly are doing something right in your life and I'm, I'm being completely honest, but, um, you know, you are doing, you're doing this tour to promote Pictionary, uh, on CBS. I've never actually seen it before. Um, but I do like the game. I grew up playing it. So I just give us like the, the 30 second, why we should watch Pictionary on CBS. I, you know, I mean, I, it's it's so funny. I asked my boss. I was like, "Why is this game so much fun to work on?" Like, yeah, I, I've had other jobs, and they're just not as much fun usually. And my boss said, "Because everybody knows how to play Pictionary. Everybody has like, we don't have to say like, okay, let me tell you what this game is about. Uh, everyone has two thousand dollars in the bank, and then they bet, and they uh, have to go into a cage, and it's." Uh, I mean, Pictionary is one person draws and their teammates guess, and you yell at your friends when they're not drawing well. It's <laughs> really pretty simple. Pictionary. Right, right, right. Yeah, no, that's a, a really good point. My kids recently got into game shows and we've turned off a couple because they're like, I don't understand what's going on. And I'm like, you know what? Me either. That's no. a really good point. Really, oh, really I good know. point. Yeah. No, I know. It's so <laughs> funny. I also, yeah. like, I hate game shows that make me feel uh, dumb. Like, uh, I mean, I'm not the sharpest tool in the shed, but, like, you know, sometimes with some of these questions, you have to, like, be yeah. a genius, you know? <laughs> no, totally, totally. I mean, I... I thought at one point I wanted to be on Jeopardy in like eighth grade. And then um, I got interested in, in some some other things in life. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I could never be on Jeopardy because Jeopardy. I would show the world literally how freaking stupid I am. So, um, oh, yeah, and one of my friends just one of my friends just went on Jeopardy. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I, I like I can't I could never I'd be, too afraid. I'd be too afraid. Did they do OK? 
Uh, you know, um, I don't think they won. I don't think that they won. <laughs> um, they they wouldn't tell me. I think when you tape it, you can't tell anyone what happened. Oh, okay. It hasn't aired yet. It hasn't aired yet. Okay. All right. Well, that makes sense. Well, Jerry, I mean, there's a lot going on in the world of pop culture. I mean, you have to live under a rock to not know that Britney Spears' book is coming out on Tuesday. I mean, I have been, I don't know if you've been paying attention to the bombs that she's been dropping. And I know it's all for publicity, but I am like on the edge of my seat. I just feel so bad for what this girl went through. Have you, have you ever met Brittany on a red carpet? Have you ever interviewed her? I'm just so curious. You know, I'm, I, I did meet her once. It was uh, pretty exciting. Uh, this was, uh, I would say over 20 years ago. And, uh, I did meet her. I am really excited that she's finally getting to uh, share her voice, you know, I mean, to speak her voice. Um, I'm uh, I am looking forward to I'm looking forward to her book. I'm, I'm glad she's getting yeah. this platform to tell her truth. Yeah, no, totally, totally. And, um, you know, what she's been saying, I think, has really been hitting home with a lot of women when it comes down to the postpartum stuff. I mean, I think a lot of us, I was too young to realize, you know, when she was shaving her head and doing all these things, she was completely postpartum and abandoned by her husband and her children were taken away from her. So I think a lot of us are like, oh, my gosh, we did not put that timeline together, you know? Uh, that's why the book, has it. I think it shot to number one, right? Yeah, it's exactly. I mean, and, you know, I think we're all aware of how publicity works and why they dropped those certain uh, excerpts of the book about her and Justin Timberlake because of that reason. You know, it's shooting to number one, you know, the next day. Um, but yeah, I think you're right. I think it's it's time for her for her to to say what she wants to say and for everyone to kind of stop judging her. Right. Uh, I'm excited to read the book. Yeah, definitely. And um, you are very uh, proud of, you know, your wife and your marriage. And I always look up to that. And, you know, you always say you guys get along so well after 15 years of marriage. And I don't know if you have any advice for the rest of us who have been married for almost as long and, and also have kids, but I'd love to hear it. What is my advice? You know, my, my wife and I really do try to do a couple uh, we 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 try to keep up with the date night. Mm. We try to. I mean, our kids are older now. Like our kids are like fourteen. So, I mean, we can stop getting sitters at this point, right? That's not <laughs> illegal, right? We yeah. can leave no, them all at fourteen. <laughs> People do that. Yes, um, they do that. Yes. <laughs> we just we just try to do like date nights. We we really do. We um. We, we we always did too, especially when the kids were younger. You know, we had uh, we had a number of sitters because a lot of our sitters would like say, "I'm not dealing with those two anymore," so we'd have to go to the next uh, sitter. Um, That's funny. <laughs> yeah, we just uh, we really try to keep it fresh, and we watch a lot of television together. We're currently watching a show on Max called Naked Attraction. It is one of the craziest reality shows I've ever seen in my life. Oh, okay. I'm not a huge fan of reality, but I might have to check it out because I don't have a show right now that I'm watching. called Naked Attraction. I, I know I'm supposed to be talking about Pictionary. Yes! It's on Max. It is one of the craziest 
my wife and I love reality television. We love 90 Day Fiance. Mm. We love... Uh, my wife loves Married at First Sight. I'm not... I, I can't quite get into it, but my wife really likes it. Yeah. Wait, um, this is so funny. I... I never had seen 90 Day Fiance and I was invited to this 10 year anniversary party like three weeks ago and I had a, a guest and my friend was like, we have to go, we have to go. And I ended up uh, meeting like Big Ed and all these people that and, and everybody was like, oh, my yeah. God, Big Ed. And I was like, who are these people? I have no idea. 90 Day Fiance is the best reality show on television. I love I love some Big Brother. Mm. I love some Survivor, but 90 Day Fiance really is like, it's love, it's, it's, it's distance relationships, it's, uh, um, yeah. it's all of it. Okay, well, uh, Jerry, this has been great. Um, what night is Pictionary on, just so I can uh, leave the listeners with that? You know, Pictionary is, it's on, it, it, it's located, so it's on at different times. You can go to PictionaryOnTV.com, but listen, here's like a, actually an important announcement I have to make. Mm. If you have a friend or a lover or a former lover or a neighbor or a teacher or a cousin or an uncle or an aunt or a mom or a dad, and you are going to be in Southern California, please go to PictionaryOnTV.com and sign up to be a contestant. Like, we need contestants, especially if you have an interesting dynamic because... It's so fun. Like contestants are really like the engine that keeps yeah. our yeah. show going. Go to PictionaryOnTV.com. Come on with your friends. Come on with your girlfriend, boyfriend. <laughs> okay. You guys heard it. Love it, Jerry. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. That was kind of an awkward ending because the publicist was texting me to wrap it up and I had to wrap it up. So I kind of talked over him, but yeah, Jerry, I thought it was cool that he said he can't wait to read Britney's book. He definitely, I could tell, wasn't super interested in talking about it, which is totally fine. He was there to promote his show and he was really sweet. Um, nice guy to talk to. Uh, I felt like I, I drove a lot of that, but I'm totally used to that. But anyway, guys, I'll be back Monday uh, with an episode with Ed Begley Jr., who you will not want to miss this episode. Ed is so amazing, and he also has a memoir. And yeah, get ready for next week. After Tuesday, October 24th, I will be putting out a follow-up episode about Britney's memoir. So thanks again for listening. If you like this podcast, don't forget to rate and subscribe on Apple. 